Welcome back to the One a Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew. And I am Jonas. This week we're going to be talking about the 2018 MGMT record, Little Dark Age. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to this for like a long time now. It's been like on my radar for a minute. And um, finally got around to it. Well, I told myself if we do it for the podcast, I have to listen to it. So kind of forcing myself a little bit. That is how it works. Yes. That's how the, that's the job. That's you the know. concept. Um, so MGMT has actually been around a lot longer than I thought. I thought they'd only been around like in the 2010s, but they actually formed in the early 2000s. Um, their first album, Oracular Spectacular, has some of their biggest songs on it, like Electric Feel. Um, that came out in um, 2008. And so they've been active for quite a while, which I didn't expect. Because um, they sound like synth pop for some reason in my brain is like, oh, that's like a 2010 sound. But you can make synth pop outside of that decade, crazy enough. That's true. <laughs> that by definition, they, they had to. They, they did. <laughs> so this album, uh, this is my first full length MGMT experience. I don't know about you if you heard my any MGMT. <laughs> if you heard any MGMT. No, this was, this was the first full length project that i had listened to as well cool so we were both going into it with not too much mgmt experience um but they're kind of a big band and i've heard some of their songs before mm-hmm. so they were like the alternative radio station band like they were <laughs> one of them along with like arctic monkeys and and the people of that ilk yeah but if i had to make a statement about that i would say they are much better than arctic monkeys at least to me no that's i mean that's part of what i want to touch on as we get further into the album is they are like they're a big band but they don't sound like it in in terms of their quality or style they still sound like they should be small time um which that's a big thing i want to talk about when we get to track nine when you're small We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but uh first things first just talk about this album Little Dark Age, I guess I'll get into my thoughts since I picked it. Um, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. I was like, oh, it's going to be like synth pop. There's going to be a lot of synth and like guitars and piano. And I was pretty much right. But I still thought it was very good. Um, I think that the first half or so, or the first like four tracks are definitely like some of the, the strongest tracks on the thing. And while it gets good, like it gets very strong at the end again, um, it kind of lulls in the middle just because it gets a little samey. But overall, I thought it was um, very strong. Like, because it's very easy to make a synth pop album in which all the songs sound the same and it all kind of has the same thing. But all the songs feel succinct and all of the like kind of weaker tracks are where it falls into that sameness. Like, what would um, you say are the weaker tracks? I would say that. Um, one thing left to try isn't that strong of a track and days that got away the instrumental kind of interlude it kind of just feels like noise kind of just like yeah it's like it sounds nice and it's like i'm like yeah i would put this on in like the background and then i'm like well all these other tracks i want to be like focused on so for that reason they're kind of at the back of the uh the ranking for me but like the first four tracks, no misses, absolutely none. And then the last two are very good. And I like James a lot. I think James is very good. James might be my vote for the weakest track, hmm. to be honest. But I think it has a very interesting um, vocal performance. 
And like, yeah, it's kind of, it's a little slower than most of the other tracks, but I did find it compelling. Yeah. Um, I think that this album is great. I really, really enjoyed listening to it. And not only that, I mean, I, you know, I think there's an aspect to every album where it can grow on you the more you listen to it because you're tricking yourself into liking it sometimes. A bit. Um, but I have, it is rare that I find an album that grew on me as quickly as this one with each consecutive listen. Um, I, I listened to this album a lot in the past few days, um, as opposed to just like once from the end of last week before we were getting ready to like get into this week for recording. But then as this week rolled around, I was listening to it a lot, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I think just like you said, the first four tracks don't miss. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, me and Michael, uh, interesting fact that I learned about that track, was originally called and matched with lyrics, me and my girl. But hmm. then they changed it because they felt that that was too cliche, which is cool. So, Michael. Yes. Now it's um, Michael. Uh, I... I know that it's, you know, synth pop and, you know, anything synth is going to at least vaguely make you think of the 80s. But this album felt like, like, it made me want to go watch, like, kitschy Asian, or Asian, oh my gosh, <laughs> no. 80s. No. Oh, we got to start the whole Cancel. episode over because of my, my dumb it's, brain. We'll, we'll cut it out in post. No, I'm the one who does things in post and I'm not going to do we'll that. We'll cut it I'm out too in post. Late. Kitschy 80s mm-hmm. movies, not Asian movies. Maybe 80s Asian Just movies. stop trying to pedal back. Just <sighs> just keep going. Just keep going. Anyway, um, it felt like, you know, like I'm kind of tired of like that 80s nostalgia kick that we've been on in pop culture for the past like three or four years. But I feel like this did it right where it was like, like inspired by not mimicking you know um and i think i think that this this album there were a few things that it did right that i've seen other people do like incorrectly which brings me to uh a new segment that i'm starting on the show okay. called deer rivers cuomo okay okay uh so for this this segment of deer rivers cuomo i want to talk about track 5 uh, time spent looking at my phone. Yeah. Dear Rivers Cuomo, this is how you write a track about, like, dependence on technology. On OK Human, he sounds like whiny old man. But on this album, it is like... Because it's, it, it's, it's looking at oneself yeah, rather than like criticizing everybody like, else. You're not, like, preaching. Because you're yeah. like, hey, I look at my phone a lot and I think I'm missing life. Yeah, it's not Rivers being like everyone's on their phones too much. Yep. You're like you're not experiencing things. It's like, oh yeah, I look at my phone a lot, and like I could be doing other things. Yeah, that's, it feels that's, way more that's like how you write an anti-technology song. Yeah, it was way more pertinent, and and like I was like, okay, I can get behind this because it's like, yeah, it's not judgmental, and it's a really good track. It's yes. a really good track. Um, Track three, When You Die, phenomenal track. Uh, the guitar in this track makes me feel like I'm floating. And <laughs> floating. this this guitar, uh, this track, guitar is played by Ariel Pink, 
which is both great and unfortunate because Ariel Pink, bad person. Hey, but he can play guitar. But he got some good music, and this is this is just a fact. And he plays some sick guitar on yeah, track they, three. When I was when I was thinking about the this album, I was like, it makes me think of Gorillas and Ariel Pink. Yeah, probably because Gorillas are like responsible for like how they incorporated synth into pop. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say they like invented synth pop, but they definitely made it like mainstream er with like plastic beach and all that um and then ariel pink with like his his like vocal style and like his how he treats like melody yeah that's and like he's involved with the album so it's not super surprising that that's a fact yeah mgmt definitely ariel pink fans because ariel pink's just like really important yeah like he's made some of like the best like pop music musically speaking deservedly so Personality speaking, we're not going to get into that. We don't got to talk about that. No. Like, art from artists. That's yeah. how I feel about it. Yep. Um, I think that uh, When You're Small, it's not my favorite track, but I think in terms of uh, lyrical content and message, it is my favorite track. Because it um, it's ta- it, it's a track that talks about them being a big band, because they're a big band but kind of missing or thinking back on when they were a small band and the perks of that and how you can enjoy that and you can do your own thing and it doesn't really matter because people are going to respect your sound but when you blow up and are a big band there's at least pressures or expectations that you cater to a larger audience even if you don't like go like mainstream sounding you still have to be like like corporate safe for your larger audience yeah um and i sincerely feel that they they don't necessarily do that on on this album and i don't know about their other albums but yeah i feel like they still do their best to make it sound how they want it to sound and i i think it really shows and i think track nine is a is a big representation of that because they are very aware of the fact that they have a bigger audience and you know it's not again necessarily that they want to go back to having a smaller audience but they want to retain some of the 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 feeling of that yeah i do like the songwriting a lot on the the whole thing Mm -hmm. because like for some reason in my brain i was like I'm GMT. They're like the the funny old band that everybody knows about. So their songs are going to be like bad, at least poorly written. Like sure they'll be catchy, but like she works out too much. I very much like that yeah, song and how track. it's written. Um, I like Little Dark Age. I like the concept a lot. When you die, me and Michael James, um, and then when you're small, handed over. I think those like just like well written tracks, not even just like catchy and like well produced no they're they're intelligent tracks yeah but like this whole thing is immaculately produced it's yeah. it's unbelievable how like tight it is yeah just like with the like synth pop i'm always like yeah it sounds like good but this like this is just like above like this is probably like the like the upper echelon of that sound because everyone can like put in like synths into their songs and so many people do, but I feel that the way that they like switch up the melody and like incorporate other instruments, I think it's like super interesting. 
And um, I don't know how old they are. They got to be like pushing it. In their 30s? Pushing 30 at this point. Why but don't I just look it up? It still feels like like a, a like two like young guys like just kind of like making the music that they want to make and i think it's i think that's a really good thing that they have at the moment but um still looking up the ages i know because it when i looked up mgmt <laughs> ages it just brought up little dark age okay 38 and 38 and yeah 38 so yeah they're they're, they're pushing 40 old, yeah. especially for musicians who make like but like Damon Alburn from Gorillas, he's like he's in his fifties. Yeah, he's fifty, but he's still putting out like really cool like hip hop electric music. Yeah. So. Because okay, so I feel like we can't talk about MGMT without talking about like we talked about who has influenced them. They have influenced a lot of like modern hip hop or hip hop adjacent scene as well. Yeah. Which like genius lyric shoves that in your face we're looking at that like yeah. headline right mm-hmm. now but like i knew before even listening to this album like kid cuddy is like big time mgmt inspiration and i believe they've been on kid cuddy projects before um and like i i, I mean that's cool to me i i i think that i i get it they're like i don't want to like dumb it down but when like a, a larger audience could listen to MGMT and use the phrase like, oh, you know, it's a vibe, which like is, <laughs> is a dumb defense for music. And I don't think it's it does anybody justice by saying it's a vibe. It's that's way too general of, a, of an explanation. But that same energy goes into a lot of the like hip hop that they've inspired as well is like same music that people i hear frequently be like oh you know i listen to it because you know it's a vibe yeah um i i did think that it felt like one of those bands that like that like hip hop artists are very like familiar with Mm -hmm. like tame impala for some reason yeah i don't i don't know why um Tame Apollo is like so big with like Travis fans for some reason, and like Tame Apollo has been on a Travis Scott project, so I guess MGMT is one of those bands that's like they've ascended, they've have they have become they're just like respect legend status across various genres. Yeah, and I don't know. There's a lot of indie bands like Boney Vare. Boney Vare is very respected in the yeah. hip hop community. Yeah. I don't know what gets you there. Or know. what kind of music you have to make, but because um, MGMT and like Bon Iver do not have like similar sounds yep. at all, so I don't know. It's just <laughs> music is weird. Yeah, music is a weird. And you know what? I'm kind of over it. I'm done with music. It's weird. Okay, and... we can end the podcast. Well, I think you should still do it. I, I nobody think... wants to listen to me talk for like 20 minutes i think it week. should be a one-man podcast and i don't think i think you should talk about music for the first three minutes and then just how your day is gone for the last like 17 um i'm tired i guess yeah that's all i got you can now you have to say that like in a loop for 17 minutes um do i have to like say it like in different ways that's like, up to you i'm not gonna be a part of the podcast like, that's for you I, to decide i got up at like no, I woke up at ten. I can't even be like I woke up at like a, like an early hour. I woke up at ten. 
I mean, we just got back from work, so you know, <laughs> you can blame it on that. Um, but I've listened to this album many times. It's just, it's just catchy. Yeah, you can turn it on. You you don't have to be like, well, this is music I have to be completely there for. Like, there's plenty of albums that I love that I have to like. I cannot be doing yeah. other things when I'm listening to them. But then there are albums like this where I'm like, this is super accessible. I know that anybody I know would be able to listen to this. Yeah. And it's still, like, very good. And, like, if you want to focus in on it, you can. There's plenty of, like, yeah. tracks that are There's very meaningful. substance. Yeah. It's not just, like, pretty, pretty notes yeah. in my brain they, making me they, happy. They struck quite a balance. Which I also thought about a little bit. I was like... Well, there's plenty of bands that sound good, like their instruments are in tune and they have a chord progression that sounds fine, but they suck. Like, I don't know, Imagine Dragons. We got there. The the notes they play are in tune and the singing is in tune and they have like cool note passages sometimes, I guess, but... You really have to not pay attention to it or else you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is kind of trash. A drag. And yeah. sometimes they don't even have that right. Sometimes their instrumentals are, like, boring or just bad. Yeah. But, like, people, it's not, like, offensive sounding. It's not, like, it's not like oh, wow, this, like, hurts my ears, so I'm just going to turn it off. It's, like, fine, so people just listen to it. That's, okay, I'm going back to track nine because, again, I, I just <laughs> feel like that track has a lot of, of good things to say. And I'm not going to talk about Imagine Dragons, for once. I'm okay. going to talk about Maroon 5. Okay. The other of the, like, evil two-headed snake, like, mainstream. <laughs> evil bands. They, they suck. But, like, let's take a look at, like, Maroon 5 in context of the lyrical content of When You're Small. Yes. Maroon 5 releases songs about Jane. Yes. And it is well-received. Yes. From, like, the, like alternative rock community or whatever and but like it's well received enough to where they can get some like serious radio play and they get a much bigger audience and then they completely sell out and pander like there is not a single good maroon five track since songs about jane and i don't really even like that album that that much fine but like there's a way more substance to that one than anything after it facts so they are no longer small and they just let like corporate feel take over yeah whereas mgmt while not as big as maroon 5 sure still a very big band and they're like like on a major label yeah so it's not like they are just like self-releasing all their stuff and they're like we hate the music industry we're just gonna like be independent because like they obviously like have a label and like a, a nice studio in which they work, I'm sure. So they just were like, "Well, we'll keep it how it was." Yep. We're not gonna we're not gonna change it up just because like we gotta get those numbers, we gotta get those streams. Because like most of their like sh- like big songs are like their old songs, yep. at least still. And but like "Little Dark Age" was a pretty big track off of this album. Yep. And. I thought She Works Out Too Much was a super big track, but it's, like, one of the smaller tracks on the whole thing, even though it's, like, really catchy. I don't know. Whatever. People are weird about their music. But uh, do we want to get into 
closing remarks from there. Yeah, I closing. think I've said what I need to say. Okay, I can give my quick over overview thoughts. Yeah, you go and then I'll go. Okay, I thought it was very good, very solid. Um, like it didn't like blow me away or anything. I kind of like expected what I was getting, but I was still like, yeah, this is great. I I enjoy this. Um, so if you want a very accessible, very like easy to get into kind of synth pop record, this is definitely where I would start with the genre. So um, I'm probably going to give it an A minus. All right. Uh, favorite track? Do you have one? Favorite track? Probably the title track. I think that's a very good song. It is a very good song. All right. Uh, for me, um, with the combined aspects of the enjoyable, fun, like airy 80s feel. 80s. 80s. Um, and the lyrical content that I feel is simultaneously accessible and intelligent. Um, and just like overall enjoyment of the record, the vibe of the record. Um, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm landing on an A for this one. I nice. really like this album. I think it's very good. Um, and, you know, it's a good, like, just like, it doesn't have to be all the way out there to, to blow me away. Nope. It's just it's just a good album. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite track, When You Die, because that aerial pink guitar. Because he is, says the F word in it. Oh, no. You exposed That's the me. the song with the curse word. Yeah. Although she works out too much, I'm pretty sure they say the S word, but it's not marked as explicit on Spotify. So. <gasps> Whatever. We are shutting the operation down. MGMT's going. No, under. I'm not going to narc on my boys. <laughs> um, so uh, going going forward, uh, I feel it necessary to uh, explain. Last week, I promised some prizes to anybody who listened to Days by Real Estate, and we had two people listen and prove to me they listened so in the coming you know few weeks we will honor the uh prizes they received which was they get to pick albums that we're going to review however next week i gotta make good on the insane clown posse episode we do because our guest is no longer ill uh she is recovered and we will be recording um so we are going to that insane clown posse album next week next week for sure this time yes unless another random thing happens but um if that happens then uh we i'm just quit the podcast i'm just bigger than that i'm bigger than random things (laughs) they can't touch me all right um that's all i got you got anything else no i'm good thank you for listening guys and we'll see you next week adios